This is Live On Purpose Radio, episode 534. Did I ever tell you how lucky you are? Now is the only time to create and live the life you love. I'm Dr. Paul Jenkins, the positivity psychologist. My job is to connect you to powerful positive psychology principles that immediately upgrade your relationships, business, and mental health. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live On Purpose Radio. And today we're going right into the positivity model. I've shared that in an earlier episode. You've maybe encountered it on YouTube with some of the videos we've put out. Here's where that model is so important. Our brains are always judging our circumstances. You can't turn it off. It's like gravity, okay? You're going to judge and just notice that you are. You constantly judge yourself, kind of harshly at times. You judge your circumstances. You judge the way things are for you in your life right now. And you're not bad for doing this, okay? It's a human thing. Welcome to Earth. This is part of what our brain does. This evaluation implies comparison with some standard. So notice that however you're judging your life and your circumstances is compared to some standard. The model of positivity, I think if you were to grab a visual copy of it, you're going to see how this all ties in. Go to Live On Purpose Radio. That's the name of the podcast, okay? LiveOnPurposeRadio.com slash the model, all one word, and I will put a PDF color copy of this model right into your inbox so that you can refer to this powerful way to understand how to operate the equipment of our own mind. And it's not my purpose today to go over the whole model, but I discovered a story that puts this all into context, and I want to do a little story time with you today. Can we do that? The book that I will be reading to you is called Did I Ever Tell You How Lucky You Are by the one and only Dr. Seuss. Um, Just a little note about that before I get into the story. You know, I've seen a lot of things in the media um, around cancel culture, right? And there are several of Dr. Seuss's works that are coming under scrutiny because people feel like they have racist undertones or that they are not politically correct in some way. And while that may be true, I think we need to practice a little more tolerance as a general rule. Okay. People are imperfect. Welcome to earth. That's how we roll. And we operate inside of a culture and a language and a time period that shapes how we communicate with each other. So I love Dr. Seuss. I think he's brilliant. Theodore Geisel, uh, under the pen name of Dr. Seuss, has done some of the most inspiring and fun children's literature. I think you will see as we get into this and many of his other works that it's not just for children either. Okay, so I'm going to share this story with you. Please, it's published by Random House, 1973. Go get a copy of this. 
Um, so that you can see all of the great illustrations that were included there and that you can uh, allow the, the proceeds to go to who, to whom they belong. Okay. Here's story time. When I was quite young and quite small for my size, I met an old man in the desert of dries and he sang me a song. I will never forget at least. Well, I haven't forgotten it yet. He sat in a terribly prickly place but he sang with a sunny, sweet smile on his face. When you think things are bad, when you feel sour and blue, when you start to get mad, you should do what I do. Just tell yourself, Ducky, you're really quite lucky. Some people are much more, oh, ever so much more, oh, muchly, much, much more unlucky than you. Be glad you don't work on the Bungleberg Bridge that they're building across Boober Bay at Bum Ridge. It's a troublesome world. All the people who are in it are troubled with troubles almost every minute. You ought to be thankful a whole heaping lot for the places and people you're lucky you're not. Just suppose, for example, you lived in Gazette and got caught in the traffic on Zate Highway 8. Or suppose, just for instance, you lived in Gazare with your bedroom up here and your bathroom up there. Suppose, just suppose you were poor Herbie Hart, who has taken his thrombimbulator apart. He never will get it together, I'm sure. He never will know if the gick or the gore fits into the scrux or the snucks or the snore. Yes, Ducky, you're lucky you're not, Herbie Hart, who has taken his thrombimbulator apart. Think they work you too hard? Think of poor Ali Sard. He has to mow grass in his uncle's backyard, and it's quick growing grass, and it grows as he mows it. The faster he mows it, the faster he grows it. And all that his stingy old uncle will pay for his shoving that mower around in the hay is the piffulous pay of two duclas a day. And Ali can't live on such piffulous pay. So he has to paint flagpoles on Sundays in grooves. How lucky you are you don't live in his shoes. And poor Mr. Bix. Every morning at six, poor Mr. Bix has his borfin to fix. It doesn't seem fair. It just doesn't seem right. But his borfin just seems to go schlump every night. It schlumps in a heap, sadly needing repair. Bix figures it's due to the local night air. It takes him all day to unschlump it. And then the night air comes back and he sh it schlumps once again. So don't you feel blue. Don't get down in the dumps. You're lucky you don't have a borfin that schlumps. And while we're at it, consider the schlots. The crumple horn web-footed green-bearded schlots whose tail is entailed with unsolvable knots. If he isn't muchly more worse off than you, well, I'll eat my umbrella. That's just what I'll do. And you're lucky indeed you don't ride on a camel. To ride on a camel, you sit on a whammel. A whammel, you know, is a sort of a saddle held on by a button that's known as a faddle. And boy, if your old whammel faddle gets loose, I'm telling you, ducky, you're gone like a goose. And poor Mr. Potter. He cross her, I daughter. 
he has to cross T's and he has to dot I's in an INT factory out in Fan Nuys. Oh, the jobs people work at. Out west near Hotch Hotch, there's a Hotch Hotcher bee watcher. His job is to watch, is to keep both eyes on the lazy town bee. A bee that is watched will work harder, you see. Well, he watched and he watched. But inside, in spite of his watch, that bee didn't work any harder, not much. So then somebody said, our old bee-watching man just isn't bee-watching as hard as he can. He ought to be watched by another hot chotcher. The thing that we need is a bee-watcher-watcher. Well, the bee-watcher-watcher watched the bee-watcher. He didn't watch well, so another hot chotcher had to come in as a watch-watcher-watcher. And today, all the hotchers who live in Hotch Hotch are watching on Watch Watcher, watchering Watch, Watch Watching the Watcher who's watching that bee. You're not a Hotch Watcher. You're lucky, you see. And how fortunate you're not Professor DeBreeze, who has spent the past 32 years, if you please, trying to teach Irish ducks how to read Javanese. And think of the poor puffing Pugelhorn players who have to parade down the Pugelhorn stairs every morning to wake up the Prince of Pooboken. It's awful how often their Pugels get broken. And oh, just suppose you were poor Harry Haddo. Try as he will, he cannot make a shadow. He thinks that perhaps something's got wrong with his giz. And I think that by golly, there probably is. And the brothers Bazoo. The poor brothers, Bazoo, suppose suppose your hair grew like theirs happened to do. You think you're unlucky? I'm telling you, Ducky, some people are muchly, oh, ever so muchly, muchly, much, much more unlucky than you. And suppose that you lived in the forest in France, where that average young person just hasn't a chance to escape from the perilous pants-eating plants. But your pants are safe. You're a fortunate guy, and you ought to be shouting, how lucky am I? And speaking of plants, you should be greatly gladdish you're not Farmer Falkenberg's 17th radish. And you're so, so lucky you're not Gucky Gown, who lives by himself 90 miles out of town in the ruins of Ronk. Ronk is rather run down. And so you're so, so, so lucky you're not a left sock left behind by mistake in the caverns of Croc. Thank goodness for all of the things you are not. Thank goodness you're not something someone forgot and left all alone in some punkerish place like a rusty tin coat hanger hanging in space. That's why I say, Ducky, don't grumble, don't stew. Some critters are much, much, oh, ever so much, much, so muchly much, much more unlucky than you. There you go. That's your story time for today. Consider just how lucky you are to be where you are in the rich, abundant circumstances that you enjoy. And I know that there's troubles. I get it. Everybody has them. But you're pretty darn lucky too, aren't you? It's time. Go live on purpose. Did you get what you came for? Give yourself the gift of taking real action on what you realized today. Please share this episode with someone you know would value it and leave us a rating too. It's time now to live on purpose. <laughs>